I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been this successful in life? Well, hello there. Welcome to another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, because the other host doesn't show up, even though he says he shows up for pay-per-views. We know he doesn't show up for pay-per-views. Even if Dubronx was fighting, I'm still pretty sure Lance wasn't coming to this one. Uh, but we're here for you, ladies and gentlemen. The, uh, the three musketeers, as it were, of... Uh, victorious betting week. Wow. It happened. We all won at the same time. Uh, Sean, how are you doing? I'm not doing terrible because, yes, I finally won a week. Uh, that is that has not happened very often this year. Uh, me winning and us all winning uh, in a week. These are very rare occurrences in 2023, so we got uh, to take them when we can get them. Um, you, you've did, done much better job of, of digging out of the, the hole that, that you created. I I just am I'm digging to China, man. It happens. It happens. Wes, uh, Munich dead, because Lance is nowhere to be found. Double consensus, 1-0 in history. You can mark it down. Well, Both I mean, underdogs. Yeah, two dogs. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it, but man, damage across your chest. I mean, <laughs> so good. Like, it, it's awesome when you get a dog like that and like you break it down perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it plays out like perfectly. Um, yeah, good week, man. It's uh, probably it's, it was my best week of the year. It only took me 10 and a half months to, to have a, a great week and um, still down 30 something units. So I'm not. Not beat my chest, but there's I'm gonna. There's some time to go in the year. I got, I got some time to. Go. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna try to get it as as close as possible. If I can get it, get that to single digits, I'll be very, very happy. But yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's break down this card. Hopefully, get some winners. We got one week left uh, before the off week, and uh, us us three savages go try not to kill ourselves in in Las Vegas. So can't wait. Uh, I was gonna say there's two things that contributed to the the winning week. I think uh, one is the the vibes from the upcoming Vegas trip, obviously mm-hmm. uh, vibes high and uh, two vibes even higher because the previous week, I'm not sure if you remember, but Grant Dawson got knocked out on literally the first punch of the fight <laughs> and that was hilarious. Uh, so super high vibes because of all that. Uh, we'll see. Heist. People are saying, People are saying. We'll see if we can keep going into UFC 294. But first, quick recap. We've done the victory lapping. That's pretty much all we're going to do on UFC Vegas. I think I said 82 last week, but it was actually 81, allegedly. Who cares? Uh, Barbosa and Yusuf at the top, but we're going to go very quickly through the prelims. Emily Ducati, unanimous decision over Ashley Yoder. Chris Gutierrez... More like Chris Boutierrez. <laughs> Nobody likes watching this dude and his stupid no. fucking calf kicks. You don't have a decision over 
Alateng Haley, Melissa Dixon, unanimous decision over Irina Alexeva. Those are, yeah, people in the UFC. Uh, Terrence McKinney, 22nd knockout over Brendan Marat. Uh, you bring in a warm body for Terrence McKinney and he will do what needs <laughs> to be done. Dinera Lisboa, unanimous decision over Ravenna Oliveira. Sure. And the final prelim, which is the only one we'll probably be talking about. Darren the Damage Elkins. Third round submission over TJ Downtown Brown. Or Downtown TJ Brown. However he says it. He got taken downtown. Tell you that. Sean, thoughts on the prelims? I don't give a shit about any of them other than Elkins, as you stated. Um... That was awesome. Uh, yeah, TJ Brown is terrible, and he is not smart. Uh, I don't know why he was choosing to grapple with Elkins, because that is Elkins' way to win. When the fight was on his feet, Brown was having success, and the damage was able to just draw him in to just scramble and get beat up. And, uh, yeah, I was I was pretty pissed when he didn't... Uh, didn't snatch that up in the first. I was like, is this really going to be how this goes? It was close. You know, this it was this, close, this year has been fucking rough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is going to be a little little sprinkle on it. But no, uh, the damage was obviously too much. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a nice, nice dog win. Uh, fairly easy, um, which is crazy to say in a fucking fight. Yeah, West prelim thoughts. Uh, not not much on anything else. Um, we did have some women's overs on the prelims that were incredible prices, and I hit both of them. Um, Terrence McKinney, yeah, does what he does to warm bodies. The the guy is like, man, there there's few guys that like you serve them up something like that, and he never fails to to like let you down on on that kind of shit. The the dude will smoke those fucking Walmart greeters, man. It's 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 fun stuff. Um, yeah, man. Look, the, when it was on the feet with Elkins, like the dude's chin is still like really good. It, it's he's just taking so much damage. You never know when, like, it's a really strong puncher. It could be any one of them that's gonna. But he'll take some not, from time to not time. TJ Brown. <laughs> Not TJ Brown. We talked about that. You don't have to worry. We knew that that was going to happen. We knew it was going to be on the feet for times, but we talked about TJ Brown's not one of those heavy hitters where you got to worry about it. And man, like even at this stage, Darren Elkins grappling and scrambles and reverses and shit are like top fucking notch, man. Like top of the food chain type stuff. Like his, his shit on the mat is very, very fucking good. TJ Brown, even like they would fall a couple of times and TJ Brown had like full mouth on him like one time and Elkins literally just fucking scrambled out from under him, flipped him around and was on top, just dropping shit, man. It's like, and, and TJ Brown just kept going to it. Like he would land some punches and shoot. I'm like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like great fight, man. Yeah, he we, would it, land some punches, but every time Elkins landed one back, TJ Brown was like, Brown oh, would shit. shoot. Yeah, he'd grab him. Yeah, he'd grab a hold of him. And then he was like, fuck. Yeah, it's 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 awesome when uh when you can break him down like that. And um 
I think all of us agreed on that one. When we usually agree like that clearly on a on a side and how it's going to go, we usually do do pretty good on it. And uh, yeah, love that one. Love, I had I think we all had Elkins, all had some sub. I had a bad number on round three, so Brad got an insane number on round three. But yeah, great great fucking hit. Um, shout outs to the the beer that I just popped open. This is tremendous. It's a Nanaimo Stout. Uh, Wes has no idea what I'm talking about right now. Never heard of. Uh, <laughs> Sean Sean knows what an Nanaimo bar is, so because he's Canadian, uh, delicious. If I could bring them into your country, I would, Wes. What do they do? Uh, like uh, make candy bars or uh, protein bars or something? No, it's like a specific type of dessert. Oh, okay. It's like a, a brownie, and there's a certain type of filling and a certain type of topping on top of it. Oh, Chocolate we do ganache, like uh, some custard, some coconut crumble base. We do yeah. little ones uh, like uh, uh, in our little supermarkets you can buy that are single. They're Philadelphia cream cheese does little dessert kind of bars that are cream cheese with topping on them like strawberry or crumble or something kind like of, that. I guess. S- no. Similar idea. Anyway, the beer is delicious. It's not uh, nano. So, not nano. Um, it's also a much higher percentage than I thought. So I'm glad I'm cracking it at nine 30 into the show instead of like an hour into the show. Cause then I'd be completely incoherent. Um, main card of the UFC Vegas card, Bantamweight division, Christian Rodriguez, unanimous decision over Cameron Simon, Michelle Pereira, first round KO of Andre Petrosky, a minute and six. Jonathan Martinez, leg kick TKO, halfway through the fight, two minutes and 26 seconds for round two. And Viviane Arujao, unit of decision over Jennifer Maya, who sadly has now been cut from the UFC. It's crazy how you can go from co-main event to cut because everyone wants to fight and the cards are so deep and... You know, you really need to pay attention to those uh, that, fights at the top of the card because that's it. They, that's they might stick around, right? That's the straw that has me back out in the UFC. I'm not watching them ever again. Can't believe they would do that. <laughs> Lance is in shambles. That's why he didn't show up because they cut fucking his girl. Um, Sean, thoughts on the main card up to the main? I think we knew Cameron Simon is kind of going to be a, a fade plan at some point. It's kind of a greasy way to to lose his uh, his undefeated uh, record when a guy just comes in four pounds overweight and you know uses that weight pretty pretty effectively in the fight. But I don't I don't care too too much. Uh, I had Petrosky over one and a half and himself in the same game parlay and just over two and a half. So that's why that happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's Petrovsky's way to win was to grapple. And I know guys are, it's, it's funny because like guys who are, are kind of one dimensional, sometimes they're scared, right? So they're, they're scared to like shoot from too far away. Cause they think they'll just get timed, but that was the only way he was going to win, and he did not shoot once. I know the fight only lasted uh, a minute, but he didn't really try at all in that minute. And then he—it didn't even look like he was setting up a shot. No, 
he, he had no. He, he does that though. That that's the problem with the dude. That why I had worries is because that dude does that from time to time, man. Yep. So I paid the price. Uh, Martinez just man, those kicks are devastating. I know we hate the calf kicks, but he, he gets them in the calf. He gets them a little higher, and he fucks people up. So. Um, yeah, he's a, a good guy to bet on. I had uh, doesn't go, uh, I had under two and a half or doesn't go. And that was uh, that was a nice way to do that. Uh, I had a Rougeau by decision. Uh, that was she's she's not going to finish people. She doesn't finish these girls that are in the top ten. So I uh, took the extra money that on top of her money line and it's a close fight. Don't really care. Wesley. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Brad liked uh, like Christian Rodriguez on the show. He was up at like minus one forty or so, which was which was just kind of rich for me in that spot. I thought it was going to be a really close fight. Uh, then he missed weight by four pounds. Uh, the line went down to minus one twenty. So I fucking bet Christian Rodriguez on Saturday. Yes. And uh, Sean's right; he used every bit of that fucking weight cut miss and. Uh, Seemed like the the slightly bigger, stronger guy in that fight. Uh, I think Simon still might be okay, like an okay dude. Like he he seems like he's got some skills and stuff. Rodriguez just might be like a level above him. Like I think Rodriguez is pretty good. Um, Petrovsky, man, I, I ended up like I, I like the over. I was on the over too, Sean. Um, I ended up talking myself into betting Petrovsky small because he was two to one dog. Um, Man, I we talked about it. That dude will have starts of fights and chunks of fights where he wants to stand until he gets cracked, and then he'll start fucking grappling. Well, Pereira looks like a fucking one eighty five or is massive. Of he was massive. I don't. That's one of those dudes where you're like, how the fuck did he make one seventy? Like how? Because uh, he rumble territory. Straight he up, did. man. He looks fucking just huge at one eighty five. Like he was bigger than Petrovsky at one eighty five. Yep. Maybe he's maybe he's good up there. I mean, if he's got Petrovsky's taking some licks from guys, right? I mean, he's he's been cracked by some dudes, and man, Pereira got him out of there. Um, Jonathan Martinez is pretty good. That that guy's got some fights at one thirty five. Man, I, I don't know if he's top five good, but he's he's pretty fucking good. Arujao money line and uh, and decision that might have been the best bet on the card for real. Like Maya is terrible. I mean, um, let's well, let's we got to not we dismiss can, the Elkins. All right, we'll say we'll say, but it's I mean, you even had moments of the Elkins far where you knew you could be in some trouble. This there was no trouble. There was no resistance. This was as easy as it as it got. That decision price at like plus four hundred, plus four twenty five was absolutely insane. So yeah, I had some of that too. It was nice. Um. Yeah, I think back-to-back, the Elkins and Rodriguez fights might be the two most entertaining fights of the year, at least for the types of fights that I like to watch. Just like a ton of scrambles, guys landing back and forth. Um, Those were were great. Uh, That's the type of shit I'll sign up to watch every day. I know that Rodriguez used the weight... Um, but the weight wasn't the reason that literally every punch he threw as mm-hmm. Simon tried to enter the pocket, landed on the dude. Um, so defense is 
awful. Um, yeah. He's got tons of skills. Tons. Uh, but he gets punched a lot. <laughs> he, he gets punched a lot. He gets, he's got a chin now when he's 22 or whatever. Um, but he needs to clean that up if he's going to be like a, a high-end prospect, which he still could be. And Rodriguez, he's a featherweight at this point. Uh, Pereira, like you said, is pretty much a light heavyweight. Um, it's weird because when we saw this fight last week, I kind of assumed that whoever was fighting Pereira was moving up to his weight because he's so big. Uh, but then he was so big at the new weight too. It's just it's fucked. Um, and I, I said before the show that I would give Jonathan Martinez credit for his leg kicks. And that at least he actually has leg kicks that can stop somebody. Uh, they're not just the the tippy tap calf kicks. So kudos to Jonathan Martinez. He's a tough fight. And uh, co-main event, we made some money on. So that was nice. Uh, main event, incredible. Woo. Wes, I feel like I feel like I want to hear from you first on this one because. You, you, you've been a big Edson guy, but sometimes, you know, as all of us do, you fell off the wagon a little bit. We were back on it this time, though. Talk to me about Edson Barbosa. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I bet Giga against uh, against Edson, and it actually paid off. Um, I, I bet him against Bryce Mitchell. I bet him against Billy Q. I bet him here. Uh, it's been pretty good on Edson here lately, but yeah, I mean, look, first thing, if he would have pulled off the head kick, the dude's highlight reel is like all time. Literally, it's one of the all time highlight reels. I mean, knee to the body knockouts to spinning head kick knockouts. Just guy's insane, man. He's 37. Um, I thought he was toast, bro. Like, I, I thought he was. And let's just start off. Start off. Chris Lee, once again, no 10-8. No 10-8 for that first round. Like, Chris Lee, and I've, I keep hearing it from, from all the MMA fucking media types that all oh, these guys know what they're doing. They take these courses and stuff. They know how to judge fights. Is that, No, they don't. They don't know what they're fucking looking at. If that's not a 10-8, shut it down. Shut it he should be investigated down. for not having a 10-8. Yep. Um, that's worth not having a 10 eights worse there than the, than the Grasso getting a 10 eight and the, and the Shevchenko fight. Like that's worse. Um, look, he almost that for a long time. Edson getting through that was, was oh, incredible. Nice. I, I thought you could have probably stopped that at a couple points. Um, he was staggering and like, now I know Edson does that a lot. He'll he'll back up to the cage and shit when he gets tagged. But man, he was like staggering sideways a couple times. Um, good on. I think it was Herb that it was that Herb. Man. And yeah, I mean, I that was a good call to let it to let it go. Um, man, to get out of that first to almost fucking catch that head kick. Um, like Yusef didn't like go down at all in my book off of that fight. Like I'm actually very impressed with Yusef off of that fight. That's the kind of fight that could make a champion. Like, like getting through that five rounds with Edson 
but you didn't win, but getting, just getting through that fight, you need those to eventually go five rounds with somebody that's holding a belt. So you said there's a lot of guys that come out of that round one and just get knocked out early in round two. Yeah. If they don't finish that fight. Yeah. And and just to, to survive the head kick, what that was in the, was that in the second or third? Like it was, it was was the the third. third. So like, to even come back from that, to, like Brad said, to get through the second, to like I thought Edson won all four rounds after the first. Like I think the second yeah. was kind of close, but he won all four rounds after that. Yusuf never was out of that fight. He stayed in that fight, kept throwing. Um, just an unbelievable performance from Edson. That that's like I don't know, man. I, his 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 legacy is probably already secured, I would think. But that's just like on top. Uh, and he's got a little more to go. He's definitely got a little more to go, but that dude's a legend, man. That that guy's been around in the UFC for 15 years now. I mean, he's had fucking 20 something fights. Highlight reel after and, highlight reel. And fought the toughest guys. In the, the best world. of the best. Yeah. He's been around in the UFC. So I just looked it up since the Detroit card. UFC 123 back in 2010. And I don't think he's ever lost to somebody outside of the top 15. No. Which is insane. Yeah, I mean, and and just look at the the guys he's fought along the way. It's all of the top 15. It's not like just losing to a guy outside. He's fought the top 15 of that division. It's it's been I've well, he's been like a couple divisions, right? Like he was um lightweight 55 and, uh, yeah. and then 45. Yeah, so I mean, he's been through two of the hardest, deepest weight classes that that the sport has. Yeah, just inc- incredible performance. And like he said after the fight, I, they got me in the spot now to where they're bringing these guys to where are they next level? Billy Q, Youssef, and all Edson's done is highlight reel, well close, insane performance from Youssef, almost highlight reel and highlight reel Billy Q. So fucking love it, man. Dude's a legend. He's been the gatekeeper to the top ten in two divisions for yeah, almost a decade. decade. Like it's it's yeah. it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, that's it's a a cherry on top uh, at thirty seven to be able to to grit his way through that first round and come back and win the next four rounds. Um, impressive. He's <laughs> we've never really questioned his heart. I know, like some guys have been able to get him out of there quickly, uh, just certain styles matchups, but. I mean, he was still throwing shit late and in many fights that he got beat up for two and a half rounds for. He's he's kind of always been there. Um, just super impressive. Seems like a, a pretty good dude. So it's uh, it's nice to see when, when guys like that get get big wins uh, when they're kind of getting fed to the to the younger guys. Nothing to add on my side. Very happy for Edson. Very impressed by the performance. He's a legend. We're going to move on to UFC 294. It's taking place in Abu Dhabi. I got a scoop. Uh, Joe Biden's going to be in the front row. He's going to continue his (laughs) Middle East world tour. Uh, Tickets paid for by the Saudis. Very generous gift. Um, You know, very nice of him to accept that gift. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be fun. The the card is titled "The Assassination of Alexander Volkanovsky 
by the coward Islam Mac and Cheese. <laughs> Uh, the co-main event is going to be Kumshat Chemaev taking on another guy fighting outside of his normal weight class. Uh, the people are in a lather for this one, boys. It's, uh, it is stacked. Um, I mean, honestly, how much does it suck what this card is today versus what it was three weeks ago? Because uh, that was... That was awesome. And this is oof. Sean? Yeah. Some people have kind of talked about it being better. I mean, I guess it just depends on who you're a fan of. Um, by, by names. Like, maybe yeah, a little it's, more it's name definitely name, but... names is, is, I guess, more it's it's not better, better. name-wise, but, <laughs> but matchup-wise, I, I don't think no. it's better. Uh, I would have liked to see what, what Costa could bring uh like an actual real 185er uh, not a guy with no knees and guys that's that's blowing out his possible knees in in warm-up uh doing here's here's the thing i don't i don't i don't think how that. many years have we known that usman has no knees <laughs> like is is this really shocking that his knees are shitty no but yeah Anyway, um, anything else we want to get out before we get into the breakdowns here? I'm just, uh, Doe Bronx not being on this card is kind of yeah. sad. I'll say it again. Why the fuck are you going that hard and sparring and being able putting yourself in that chance to get a cut like that? That's insane, man. Didn't you hear? Below Muhammad said he was doing it on purpose so he could pull out of the fight. I, I read that. I hadn't been on Twitter like all day, and I saw that a little earlier, and just was. Uh, can I? Can you roll your eyes around the fucking back of your head and do a full three sixty? Because it shit's so dumb, man. Muhammad's just like, the worst. Well, he the is MM- an absolute yeah. fucking absolute terror to watch. It's like watching paint dry. And now I guess he's trying to be a fucking dickhead to, to get people to hate him, but he's just nothing. To me. I'm with our care. boy Magic. I hope he like, just continues to get passed over for big fights. Usually it's not Sean off. I, I <laughs> want somebody way. to do some bad stuff to Bilal. Like, like he needs a Duck good Duck and off. He doesn't want any of the, the Shade Cat. I mean, props to Wonder Boy for stepping up on that because he might be killed. <laughs> it might be fucking ugly stuff. Speaking of bad stuff, we're kicking it off. Middleweight division, Sharapova Madov. This this dude assaults people on escalators and outside of clubs, and he kicked a dude after he subbed him in a BJJ tournament. He just seems he seems like a shit Madov. Uh, there you go. Um. There's something I can make out of that. We'll we'll get back to it. Uh, it looks like he's fought a lot of not real MMA fights. Um, so you kind of question if he's ever actually been in a fight against a guy who can fight. And he's facing Bruno Silva, who sometimes can fight. He's a dude that went 15 minutes with uh, Alex Bahia. So that's pretty good. And he's had some other shit where he's looked awful. So we'll see. Anyway, um, the the Shitmadov is uh, 
minus 275. Bruno Silva plus 235. Sean? It's interesting. Uh, I, I've lost some money on Bruno Silva. Uh, lost money against the Meerkat. Um, I can't remember if I was dumb enough to... I think I threw a dart on him by KO against Brendan Allen because Brendan Allen sometimes doesn't have a chin. Uh, but uh, yeah, he kind of got waxed a couple times um as for this russian dude um like you said uh i don't that record uh the way that he's winning i don't think he's really been tested um hasn't fought in just about a year um he fights he fights a somewhat guy a, a guy that has fought some people in, in Ragazin and then a week later he flies to Thailand and fights a featherweight and he's a middleweight <laughs> uh, that doesn't seem like a legit fucking fight at all uh, I mean he's got a bunch of fights on her where wait, it's wait. like and, it's... and who did that featherweight fight just like a couple months ago that guy got knocked out in under two minutes by the Jambalaya Tuxedo in 2023. <laughs> Bro. Oh, man. And if you guys don't uh, get that joke, that's because you're looking at the fights on Tapology and not Sherdog because they spell. And you haven't listen- been listening to this podcast <laughs> for like eight years because that was a. Nobody's listening to this podcast now. So nobody's definitely been listening for eight years. Fair. Um, fair. But man, they uh, they really fucked that name up. You got to go over to Sherdog to, yeah. to get the Jambalaya Tuxedo. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm gonna lose a little bit of money on, on Bruno Silva again. Um, him inside is like plus 325. It's, it's a test. We'll see. This Russian might just smoke him, but, uh, this, this Russian seems fraud, fraudulent. So we're gonna see. Wesley. Yeah, that, to add on a little bit of that, like, he's got, seven or eight modified MMA rules fights, which are 30 seconds on the ground. Then they, they, you can't stay on the ground. Um, Bruno Silva could absolutely take this guy down and drop hammers. Like if, if he's smart, that's what he does. The question is, is he going to? Well, I mean, at this kind of price, we got to pay to find out. Like, seriously, this dude looks like, I mean, the the topology pick, I was done. I mean, this man is is like an extra in fucking kickboxer and shit. Like he's got ropes and shit wrapped around his forearms. Like dude's looking for a barrel of glass to roll his fucking his fist in and shit. No, nah, you gotta take Silva here at the price, man. If this if this guy smokes him, then he smokes him. But if Silva has a half a brain cell left, he takes this guy down and, and drops the hammers on him. You you gotta take a shot at that kind of price. We obviously have Rob who got jumped. Rob, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, it's got to be Bruno Silva here. Like, this is the most fraudulent of fraudulent records that I've ever seen in my life. And even if it is legit, he's not wrestling or submitting any of these guys. And Bruno Silva. That's a tough fucker to knock out. Like, Alex Bahia tried, and he couldn't get it done. 
I don't think uh, some some Russian beating up you know grocery baggers is, is going to be able to do it. If you're not going to grapple and actually try and submit him, you're not going to have a lot of success. And even at the lowest levels of whatever he's fighting, this dude has zero submissions. Like if you're a good fighter, you get submissions by accident on the regional scene. It, it just it just happens sometimes. So. We're going with Bruno Silva. Kicking it off. First fight on the card. Consensus. Plus 235. And we took way too long on the first fight of the night. Mm-hmm. So we are going to move it along quickly now. Women's straw weight division. Jin Yu, not that phrase song. This phrase song. Taking on Victoria. That's not a lady. That's a Dudakova. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's minus 500 sean what are we doing here dude looks like a lady <laughs> ufc's really trying to get this only fans chick a, a another win because why In is she fairness, by- dudakova does look like a lady <laughs> yes yeah. um I don't know why Jin Yu Fry is still in the UFC. I guess it's to prop up the, the OnlyFans fighter, uh, which, fair enough. Uh, Dudakova probably takes her down and submits her. Wes? <clears throat> yeah, she she probably wins. But, like, what do we know off of a decision on the Contender Series and then, like, a snapped arm off of a dumb takedown? Like, what do we know? She's minus 500 and something. Again, like Jin Yu Fry sucks, and I'm not betting her, but there's just no way you can touch this chick in minus 500. You're crazy if that's around me. Maybe there's a prop. I, I don't know. I, I got nothing on this fight. Um, it's going to be Jin Yu Fry by decision, 600 or split decision, whatever that price comes out to be. It'll probably be like 14 or something. Um, and yeah, I don't care and probably won't be watching, but that seems like the, I mean, given what we've seen, the last couple dog walk parlays have been pretty successful, which means seven women's fights in a row have gone to decision. At least I don't think I was betting them before that. Um, that's one of the keys to success. Anyway, featherweight division. Maybe a good one. I don't know. Uh, John Namov. I believe that's uh, that's how you translate it. John Namov taking on Nathaniel Wood. Sean. Hey, that's a dude that makes your beers. <laughs> no, no, Naimo. Uh, close enough, bro. Fucking close <laughs> enough. Out of the that was a good callback. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, we better get a sponsorship with them. I'll talk to some people. Um, yeah, Namoff obviously took that malarkey fight last second to, to get back in the UFC after losing on Contender Series. He was losing. He landed a punch. Drops to him. Uh, now he seems like he's more back in his, his normal weight class. Um, Nathaniel Wood is the more skilled guy. But he is a guy that probably should be a 35er against a guy that has fought some at 55. So... There, there might be a size discrepancy. The, the, the skill difference should still be good enough uh, for Wood to take it, but 
I I don't trust him enough. Would he's he's gonna lose sometime soon. I don't think it's here, but it's it's coming. Wesley. Yeah, I mean, probably you know, hand speed and and skill difference here is is definitely to Wood, but he shouldn't be a a one forty five er man. Like I get he can't make one thirty five healthy healthily anymore. But man, that's just he's just too small, bro. And he should win this fight, but man, he's gonna get like grapple fucked by somebody eventually. Like he's susceptible to takedowns and shit already. Um I don't know if this dude's got the power to 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 get him out of there. Like Wood's still got a pretty good chin up at 45, but man, it's just one of those like I think Wood's the better guy, probably wins, but at a point at this weight class, I don't want to lay minus 300 and something on on Wood against guys that have some past the victory. So just, just a pass here for me. Um, Yeah, I remember this was pretty early in the pand- pandemic. So I, uh, I remember watching Namov just lose a pretty clear decision to Colin Anglin. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. Um, and that guy's not good. Nathan Wood is way better than him. Um, I don't think he's going to get a stoppage here, so I'm kind of leaning towards the decision prop at plus money. Um, I, I just think a lot of the time he wins this fight and he wins it by decision. So probably end up with a little bet on Wood by decision here. Lightweight division. Anshul Jubilee <laughs> taking on Mike Breeden. Uh, I, I remember Mike got breaded by Alex Hernandez. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oz, maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sean, what's, what is this? I don't know. What are we doing here? Mike Breeden is, is 10 and 6 as a fighter. He's 0-3 in the UFC, been finished in the first round in two of those three losses. Like, this guy's not good. Uh, is the guy he's fighting any good? I have no idea. Uh, probably not great, but is he good enough to make bright beat Mike Breeden? Probably. Wes? <clears throat> yeah. Mike Breeden fucking sucks. Not laying fucking minus 270 on... Uh, uh, whoever the fuck um i do kind of like an under a little bit here though it's like plus 120 uh breeden just sucks this guy sparked a few dudes i mean if i want some action which you do probably do uh saturday morning come on now yeah, I'm 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 probably gonna take a little under. I, I think this guy can get breed out of there. Like everybody gets gets breed out of there. So uh probably probably worth a, a little stab at, at some plus money. I was kind of surprised it was plus money. I'm fighting my instincts so hard here. I really <laughs> want that on Mike Breeden <laughs> in this fight. Um I just look at the other dude's record. It's, yeah, it's terrible. He's not even finishing dudes. Nope, he's not. He got a couple. He got a couple. <laughs> but he should be finishing all of those dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Right? 
Yeah. I like something about this just does not make sense to me. This is, I know he's Indian. Uh, maybe eventually they'll start doing cards in India or something like that. But this dude's like the, I don't know, the the Yaoji boy, Yaoji Kui, <laughs> before Lil Jangalang and uh, Wei Li Zhang and all the actual good Chinese fighters came around. This dude is, he's going to end up being an absolute scrub. I think I've got to take Mike Breeden at plus 250s that are out there. That's just, that's crazy. Crazy talk. We're doing it. Blind. Never even see this dude fight. Principle. Middleweight division. Abu Izatar, the bag man. <laughs> Here we are. Taking on Sadriq Dumbass. This... This is a legendary <laughs> fight for the streets right here. Yeah, it is. This is who Sean talk to me. Ah, uh, I don't know. I was trying to find a dart on this fight. This Zatar is not even that good as Zatar. He, he can't even man. really dust guys in round one in the UFC. So even that's not really appealing. Um, we were able to cash the dumbass against Brundage. Um, he is still not good. Um, he should win here. I just... I don't care about this fight. Hopefully it's just meme. Something dumb happens. Uh, hopefully one of these guys gets an early finish. That's that's what I'm going to hope for. Wesley. Yeah, I think this is probably going to just end up looking just dumb for a while. Um, the old bag man hasn't fought in like, what is it, two and a half, three years, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, the old dumbass man, like he's he got hyped up pretty good and like he beat Brundage, but man, that was that was bad. Like he was looking bad in spots in that fight. I, I think this could probably go some rounds, man. This might even go 15 and just be some dumb shit. So I, I was kind of looking at the over, like the over is uh the over two and a half is some plus money in this fight. Uh, plus one twenty five in some spots. I kind of like that. I, I think we see almost the dumbass doing shit like in the Brundage fight. I just don't think he's a finisher. If the bagman doesn't get him out of there early, it's gonna get fucking slow and stupid, like some dumb heavyweight. So, kind of like the over plus money. Yeah, uh, over like Wes said, dumbass decision plus three hundred. Ooh, uh, yeah. Bigger prices Here than that, uh, I would take mm. them. Um, Eisentar is not good, as the guy said. He's the bagman. He's not the man. He's the bagman. Um, yeah. He's going to not get a finish in round one and get grappled. Uh, that brings us to the bantamweight division. Javid, Whack-A-Mole, Basharat, <laughs> taking on Victor Henry, Sean. I was going to say something else, but then I, I realized my tone was deceptive there. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but please break the fight down. Yeah, I mean, Basharat is good. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him for the most part. Wish he could be a little bit more of a finisher. This but... was the 
the good one, right? This is the the better Basharat, right? Better one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought so. But yeah, I I do wish he could finish a little more. Um Victor Henry um hard to gauge that guy. Um looks like a million bucks against Barcelos, then looks uh, pedestrian against the Sun Sao and then looks pretty good against Gravely, even though it was a split decision. It was, it was kind of a interesting fight, uh, the way that was judged. But um, I think Basharat is 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 the side here. Obviously, the the line is is saying that this should be a, a pretty one sided fight. I think the the. Playing minus six hundred is is tough against a guy that is probably not going to finish this fight. So, um, I think it's it's probably if you're if you're looking that way, I would probably just take the over two and a half. If you want to parlay, you get a little bit cheaper because I don't think Basharat is going to finish Henry. Henry's tough for the most part. Um, maybe I'll put over two and a half in a parlay. Wesley. And Sean, fix your head uh, a little bit. It was like going in and out a little bit there. I just think you take Basharat by decision here. Like he's winning this fight. If you don't, I, don't know, I guess you get a little safer with a with a two and a half. You you get a couple of minutes to mess with, but like there's some minus one thirty eight, one thirty nine out there on Basharat by decision. Like he's winning this fight. Like he's he's better than Victor Henry. Um, it's do you think he finishes a fight? I mean, he, he's not done that shit up to this point. Victor Henry is a really tough guy. So, um, I mean, if I play anything, it's going to be Bachelorette by decision. But um, I don't know, it's a little juicy for a decision. I, I do think it goes 15, and he wins, though. Uh, this price is insane. Uh, I know that Victor Henry didn't look good against Rafael Asuncao, but please name me the list of fighters that has looked good against Rafael Asuncao. Um, like this is kind of the same as when he was this big of a dog against uh, Hione Barcelos. And I, I love Hione and said during that fight that this is a tough matchup. He is not an easy guy to take down, and he's going to keep a super high pace on the feet. So Basharat kind of wants to just keep a high pace on the feet and occasionally get a takedown, and I think this is just going to turn into 15 minutes back and forth. So I'm going to take a little shot on Victor Henry. I should mm. probably be taking a shot on Henry by decision or Henry by split decision because those would be silly prices. Um, but I already put a little uh, a half unit on Henry plus four ten. Uh, we'll expand that as this price balloons throughout the week. Lightweight division. Trevor Peak visiting hmm. a new country for the first time in his life, taking on Mohammed Yaya, the Egyptian homie of. Legendary BJJ practitioner Hani Yaya. Sean, I just assumed Hani converted to Islam. That is, that's not what happened here. <laughs> Did Hani do a stint in no, fucking no, 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 prison? No. We've been over Islam. this earlier in the podcast. Muhammad means John. 
Hani would be something else once he, you know, converts over to Islam. It's just you gotta you gotta know your culture, Sean. I know your. My bad. I gotta I gotta hit the books. Um, yeah, Trevor Peak is is a bit of a flawed fighter, um, but he is gritty. Um, <laughs> I have no idea uh, how good Muhammad Yaya is. I'm not tuned in to old UAE Warriors, um, so I I don't really have too much on this fight. Trevor Peak going across the the ocean to fight a Middle Eastern guy. That's I don't think it's gonna go his way if it's a close uh close decision, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh I'll pick Pete Goodman. You know I mean, what the most shocking part of this fight is? That Trevor Peak has a passport. Touche. Yeah. Look, the UFC got it for him? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There's no way. Wes, thoughts. I mean, if he loses a close decision, I'm not sure he makes it out of there with his head because he's probably going to say some racist things. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if he, no, 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 no. You're judging him by his accent. He's from he's from, Al- he's from Alabama. Person from Kentucky. That's just he's sad. from Alabama. Look, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> they are like twice as racist down in Alabama as even we are up here. Not me. So he's just a little <laughs> more. Exception than you. He fights um, in a cage for a living, man. Come on. I will. I will say, uh, Trevor Peak sounds dumb and redneck, but he does sound like an okay dude. So we'll we'll give him That's the true. benefit of a doubt. Um, I I don't I don't know here, man. I don't know enough about uh, Yaya. Um, I was kind of looking at the over here. It's one and a half. Um, I'm not sure Pete goes in there and gets this guy out of there quick. Uh, maybe he does, but if it doesn't happen really fast, I just think it's another one that gets kind of slow and plotting. Um, might look at that over one and a half. Just seems like it seems like it should be a two and a half uh, on the over. So um, might look that way. I, I think Peak probably gets this guy. Um, probably the better dude. I just I don't I don't know enough about about the the Yaya cousin here. Uh, we'll probably look at the over one and a half. I worry about that bet just because all of the uh, the losses on on Yaya, Yaya's record are uh, stoppages. So, like, if Peak really comes after him, is he going to stick around or is he just getting out of there? Uh, but honestly, I don't know enough about the guy to have any sort of opinion on this fight. I just think it's going to be hilarious because it's a Trevor Peak <laughs> fight, uh, and that brings us to the prelim. Headliner, flyweight division, okay. former title challenger, Timmy Elliott, taking on Muhammad Mukayev. Sean, on a scale of one Mukayevs to ten Mukayevs, how Muki is Mukayev <laughs> going to be? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um... Oh, I is. think Elliot's going to force some mookiness. Um, he's, I, we'll we'll put it at a six. Let's let's get some six level mookiness uh, on, on. I like Saturday. it. I like it. Um, I want I want the highest level of mookiness as possible in this fight. Elliot wants to grapple in this fight. It's the Mukayev 
is is a good grappler. Um, I don't. Good, I don't think his uh, his his submissions are great, especially from what we've seen. He just can't seem to to, to get it done in there when when he has tons of top control and and it seems like there's spots where he should be able to to get guys out of there and he doesn't. You keep giving Tim Elliott opportunities in there, and he's going to make it a tough fight. Uh, I think he's going to test the Mukiev's cardio. Um, Mukiev is the better guy. Elliott has been outgrappled before, so um, Mukiev probably wins, but that's a big number. Um, I think I'm going to have to take a peek at, uh, at Elliott by decision. Wesley. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I just I, I think Bukiev is absolutely the the better fighter here. He's the better grappler. Um, his, his control is is really good, but he does have a hard time finishing guys that are competent grapplers. Like he finishes the Malcolm Gordons of the world and shit. But dudes that halfway know any little amount of defense on the mat, he just he controls them. He's very good at it though. Um, I just think like. Mukiev wants to grapple though, and that's all Tim Elliott wants to do. So he's just gonna get some opportunities in this fight. Can Elliott pull something off? Uh put Mukiev in bad enough spots where he can get a couple rounds here. I mean, who knows? But man, it at like over over three to one, it just it's it feels like a, a shot I gotta take against a guy that I don't think it's going to get Tim Elliott out of there and uh, it's going to give Elliott opportunities because it's going to be on the mat almost the entire, in the entire fight. So yeah, three to one, probably take a little Elliott here. Uh, nothing, nothing big because Mookie is absolutely the better guy, but just think the numbers a little wide on Tim Elliott. Uh, shout Mookie out Will- Blue Jays les- legend, Mookie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, during some of those AL, East division winning teams in the early nineties. Those were some of my first baseball games. That was, was fun. The shit against the A's. Uh, I killed Sean. I killed him. But um, what about anyway. Mookie Blaylock? Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Tremendous. Atlanta Hawks legend. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did not want to be uh, playing offense against that man. Mookie Blaylock would get up in you. Um, as far as this fight, I disagree. I think that Tim Elliott is going to do the typical dumb Tim Elliott stuff. He's going to lose pretty much every scramble that happens in this fight. And unless he snatches a guillotine in the first couple minutes, uh, I think he's well on his way to losing a decision. Uh, You both said that Mukiev is not a big finisher. Tim Elliott is a difficult guy to finish, but an easy guy to win scrambles and and positions against when you're a good wrestler. Uh, And I think there's going to be 15 minutes of that. And honestly, I think it's probably going to be entertaining. Just sort of back and forth, scrambly style stuff that we saw last week. I am going to enjoy it. We need those with with Mookie, like, because he's he's good, but God damn, he's boring. Like, this is a, a great type of matchup for him. Yep. Yeah, I is. don't is. think that he has, he, he's been taken down and I don't think that he has actually successfully defended a takedown uh, just because he wants to grapple. And Elliot's a guy who's going to shoot on you. So 
I think we're going to get scrambles here, but uh, plus money on Mukiev by decision. I am uh, I'm going to be taking that as well. So there's a trend here. There's a lot of boring Russians that I'm betting by decision on this card. But, uh, we'll see. Is that foreshadowing? Who knows? Boy, Jorgen just got me a nice one. Finally, you <laughs> fuck. Damn. Main card. Saeed bets Nurmagomedov. Saeed! It's our boy Aaron. Taking on Muin Gafarov. We better see the gif in the chat, Aaron. If we don't, <laughs> you'd be disappointed. Uh, Sean, you're in a different spot on my screen, but tell, <laughs> tell me what you think about these Saeed bets. And now he has no mic. <laughs> amateur! Oh. Looking at Less, No, he's looking Less, at you, amateur! You, you tell me what you think about the Saeed bets while Sean figures his <laughs> stuff out. Yeah, I um, I I think you're getting a a, a discount on, on the Saeed here. I think this is a kind of a crazy price, man. Like Gafaroff is, I mean, he he's okay. Um, I bet on him last time against uh, Castiana, and man, he looked like absolute shit. Um. And that was coming off a couple of decent, decent LFA wins after losing on contender series and losing to another dude that's total shit and and uh um fuck what's his name? Um and Hellinger. Uh, uh yeah, Chad Alhanger. Um yeah, I think if uh if the Jonathan Martinez knockout doesn't happen, it happened. But if that fight didn't happen, Said is minus six hundred here. Um, I think Gafferoff is, is just not on his level. Uh, Saeed has fought some really good dudes, uh, lost a close fight to, to Hani when Hani was like peaking, like everybody thought that he could be a t- title challenger and shit. Um, and then the loss to Jonathan Martinez just doesn't look as bad by the fight that Martinez has. So I think you're getting an absolute discount on Saeed here. Minus 200 is kind of crazy to me. Um, I love him as a parlay piece. There's some other chalk pieces up ahead that I think everybody kind of likes publicly and people that are a little sharper on fights, which is kind of scary. But I will have Saeed with some of those. I I think he's probably the best, the best low parlay, low price parlay piece on this entire card. Uh, Yeah, what Wes said. Uh, I, I like Saeed here. Uh, I think Gafarov is one of those guys, because I, I feel like I did this when he first came to the UFC, uh, where I was like, oh, I saw him fight John Lineker in one, because uh, John Lineker's fights I are... think he did okay against him, right? It it, it was exactly. a while back, yeah. And I I was like, yeah, you, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't awful. He must be all right. Um, but he's not. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Saeed here at at minus 200, uh, a little bit higher than minus 200, probably like minus 220 most places, but, uh, yeah, I like it. Sean, are you back? I think so. You are back. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't like, that was a bad performance against Castaneda. I like this guy was headlining LFA cards 
and then he comes in and lays an egg against Castaneda. Maybe he shows up on Saturday and and blows us away, but this should be a lot higher. Uh, Saeed is good, and I think he's parlay-worthy. Uh, I'm trying to come up with, uh, with a parlay because I think I've got him in a parlay with somebody else. I'm just looking at prices. You know, you have to be price sensitive. It's one of the yep. most important things. Uh, middleweight division, Ikram Askar Aliskarov? Ikram. Um, Icarus. Anyway, uh, he's taking out Worley Elvis, and he's 14 and 1, and he's Russian, and the fight is in UAE. So I'm going to assume that mm. they want him to do well. Um, I know he fought Phil Hoggs last time out, knocked him out. Honestly, means nothing. Uh, we've talked about the Hoggs' chin for a long, long time. Now he's fighting Worley, so he's facing another very, very flawed fighter. Sean, how do we think he's going to do? Um, I'm assuming he probably knocks out Worley. Um, Worley's had a has a, had a tough run. Um, getting smashed by the bullfrog. I thought he had a. It was it was a close fight against Dalby, but getting out volume by Nicholas Dalby is not a great sign either. Um, Al Scaroff is going to be there to fade. I just don't think this is the spot. He probably runs through Worley and we get a better price next time. Um, definitely would have been a more interesting fight uh, when he was going to fight uh, the old French Russian, but uh, yeah, the UFC can only put on such uh, good fights on, on last, last minute notice. So what can you do? Uh, Al Skarov probably gets him out of there early. So fortunately, I'm not sure if it was my internet or your internet that glitched at the time, but it sounded like you said he was supposed to face old truck butt, which is tremendous. I hope there's truck a butt. fighter somewhere near truck butt. Um, Wes, your thoughts on this one? I this mean, is at 185, by the way, with uh, with Warley. Yes, it's another. Um, that flag. might not be might not might not be a bad thing. <laughs> Warley doesn't need to be cutting weight and shit, but um. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Contender Series keeps going. We're going to have a lot of dudes that got truck butt going on because you're going to have fucking semi-drivers and fucking cargo truck drivers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did did we see the fight that got booked earlier today? Um, no. What is what it? Was, the uh, pool. <laughs> Who? I don't great, even know great who the guys tweet. are. Great tweet, Brad, by the way. I, I don't what? know who the guys are, but oh my, they're like a fat version and then a fatter version of the exact same dude. It's oh, no. hilarious. Martin Budai is one of them. Oh, um, man. I think Budai I versus Shamil Gaziev. Oh, Gaziev is right. That's the best name ever for a fat heavyweight dude. Dude, it is literally fat guy, fat guy that put on 40 pounds. It's like the same dude. That photo that Marcel <laughs> tweeted with the matchup what? is just beautiful. It's the same guy, just fatter and lighter. Yep. Brian uh. said they're going to have to refill the pool after the game. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Worley, Ikram, Wesley. 
Yeah, look, this this guy should should probably beat Warley, but this is like this is one of my OG dudes. It, this is one of my OG tough dudes because I watched Tough Brazil and shit. I watched them all. This is like my dude, man. Warley inside plus six hundred. I'm gonna throw a little and hope he just catches this guy with some kind of jump guillotine or something like that. Um, I'll probably put the under one and a half in some kind of small parlay because I think wherever this goes, Warley's gonna go for it. If he doesn't, if it doesn't work, this dude's gonna probably get Warley out of there. So either way, I, I don't, I don't see this going too long. Gonna take a little shot on my boy plus uh. Plus 600, I believe, is out there. Yeah, plus 600. Yeah, um, it's going to be something on Worley. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be, whether it's round one, which is plus 1,200 out there. Yeah. That's... Uh, round one sub, I think I saw at plus 2,500. Like, if this dude shoots takedown in the first minute, He's like jumping he for grapple. it. Warley's, Warley's jumping for it. He absolutely is jumping for it. Right? Um, or like Warley's sub, he'll jump for one later in the fight if the, the guy doesn't mm-hmm. shoot early on in the fight. So uh, Warley will swang with him until the guy shoots and then he's going to jump a guillotine. That is what's going to happen in this fight. So I'm going to take some Warley round one. I'm probably going to take some Worley sub at like plus 14 or whatever that is. Uh, and I'm probably going to take some Worley sub one at plus 2,500. Uh, it's all dumb. It's all going to be like a quarter unit or something <laughs> stupid that doesn't matter. Uh, but if it hits, it's going to be absolutely glorious. And I know I'm going to get one of these fraud Russians on this card. I'm going to get one of them. I, I don't care which one. We're betting against them all. I hope it's this one. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be fun. Anyway, light heavyweight division. Magomed. (laughs) Taking on good old Johnny Walker. Sean, dog walk fight of the card? You you don't always get those on pay per view uh, main cards, but this is your your option. Um, I think this fight could look a lot like Johnny Walker's against Krylov. I think uh, Megamedov or Ankalaev is going to get uh, takedowns and not do too much with them. Uh, getting Ankalaev by decision at plus two fifty, I think, is a pretty nice number. Uh, I know Walker's been kind of put out of there, but Ankalaev doesn't seem to be that guy. And unless you're cute labia and just run at him <laughs> with your chin out with zero brain cells. That which I guess to, that used which, to be Johnny Walker. That, that used to be Johnny Walker. Then John Cavanaugh got a hold of his nuts. Yeah. Not Johnny Walker anymore. Reined him in. So uh, I think this is not gonna be very fun. And Ankalaev is going to win another boring decision and not get a title shot out of it because he is nobody gives a shit. So I'll probably play that Ankalaev decision plus two fifty. There's there's something coming together here with all these boring Russians and their decisions. Wesley, 
Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree with Sean here. Um like Ankalaev could get takedowns here. I think it's more likely that it's a slow, slow kickboxing match because Johnny Walker doesn't really do much on the feet anymore. Um Ankle Hob doesn't do shit but kick you in the leg, and I think he's gonna kick Johnny Walker in the leg a bunch and not do a whole lot else. Uh maybe get to takedown. Um that decision number is really nice. I'm probably going to take a little bit of that. I like Ankalaev as a parlay piece here. Um, he'll be one of the ones going with uh, with Saeed for sure. And, um, yeah, this is probably a very, very shitty fight. And Johnny Walker used to be fucking fun as hell to watch. And that dipshit who somehow still living off fucking Connor's fucking trickle down economics, uh, is turned this guy the into fucking example in history of it ever working. I was talking to our boy Ricky the old shack the other day. And I was like, that's the only fucking, that should be the Republican like fucking poster is a picture of fucking Connor McGregor where trickle down economics is actually where Dylan Dennis, fucking John Kavanaugh, all of these motherfuckers just making money off of his name. Yeah, I like like a Goliath decisioner. Honestly, that explains a lot about the Republican Party in 2023. It really does. Um I think I'm probably gonna play the over here because uh you know, Um <laughs> Is who he is, and yep. the one and a half is only minus one fifty. Um, yeah. Even if I want to just take one of the favorites that I like, that's still at a good price somewhere, uh, and throw him in with that, or throw the the over one and a half in with that. Uh, we know that Walker likes to stand there now and and wait for his moment, and we know that Yankolaev is gonna stand there and do nothing. <laughs> Um, for as long as it takes to win a fight. So, yeah, over one and a half here. Actually, uh, the the more that I think about it, the more I quite like that. Might even just play that straight. We'll see. Co-main event, middleweight division. Yep, you heard that right. Middleweight <laughs> division. Kamaru Usman stepping in on short notice and short meniscus. To take on Kamshat Chemayev. Sean. Chemayev getting a title shot after after beating uh, a middleweight title shot after beating John Phillips, the Meerkat, and Kamara Usman at 36 year old on two weeks notice is uh is quite the the metaphor for UFC in 2023. Even if you would have beat Paulo, uh, so, like who, like that's not enough to really get a title shot, though. Like I wrote down the whole list here. Okay, so <laughs> bum at middleweight John Phillips, yep. uh, bum at welterweight Reese McKee, yep. uh, Meerkat, little Jangalang at welterweight. I mean, that's a solid win for a welterweight. That, you know, that was in the top yeah. top, top 15. fifteen. That's yep. that sort of stuff. Uh, then he ble- beat a blown up lightweight Gibbler uh, Burns at welterweight, who was um, fucking him up <laughs> in the third and, round. And then he yeah. beat uh, Kevin Holland at basically middleweight, one hundred and eighty on, pounds on one on day's 12, notice, twelve yeah, minutes dog. notice. Yep. Uh, and now he's fighting uh, Usman on Who, eight days you, notice. 
you see where uh, he spilled the shit where they had that set up like everybody did that too. He pretty much admitted it today that the UFC yeah. did that shit to get that fight canceled because they didn't that nobody wanted the backlash of them like feeding Nate up was fucking massive. So a dude just missed weight on purpose, dude. Straight up. Yep. Quite quite glorious. That being said, he is gonna fuck Kamaru Usman up. Uh I don't think Usman has much left. That was a very bad performance against Leon Edwards last time out. As we know, his knees are shot. His knees might be even more shot after uh the uh the Gate G session. I think Chamayev gets him out of there. Kamaro's chin has been sketchy at best for a little while. I think Chamayev cracks it. Chamayev actually has power. And this is at 85. It's it's going to be bad news for Usman. I got two units on Chamayev at minus 110 inside the distance. Wesley? Yeah, that, that, that performance, I was on Usman again against Edwards the second time around was just, he looked done, bro. Like he didn't look like he could even get off at this point anymore. And that was him in like the best shape he's going to be in down at 170 train, whatever knees he had left coming into that. I mean, two weeks notice, man, 185. Like, I think this could be bad. I I think Chimiev is going to fuck Usman up. And you're getting a cheap price on him here. Uh, got him in parlays, and um, I like the inside the distance as well. Um, I don't, I don't get this fight whatsoever. It's one of those we talk. It's just a name. They're literally just throwing a name on here because this fight means nothing. It's probably going to just be a one way truck show. Sadly, I agree. <sighs> it's tough. I know, <laughs> and I. I'm like, still hurting like, for Barnes. I'm I still like hurting. Usman. I don't care that it's Usman. I just, mm. I want Cumshot to face somebody real in uh, a relevant, relevant real middleweight. Is that, like, is that uh, a hard like, thing to ask? I mean, was the fight. That was a great fight for him. Like, that was the, yeah. a good step up against a legitimate middleweight. Yeah. Remember when that dude fought uh, YOLO? Like, that was fun. That the, was the Kumshot that was fight would probably be something similar to that. Um, I think it would be kind of crazy. But anyway, um, like I said at the start of this, Usman doesn't have knees. He hasn't had knees. This shouldn't be shocking. Um, it does not seem like a situation where a former champion is taking a fight because it's a good fight for him to take. He's taking the fight because he is getting a fat old check to take this fight. And he's got ties to the region and all that shit. He's gone and done the the stuff with the Katarov and like he's with Ali. So I think he's by MMA fighter standards, he's getting paid to do this and he's coming in and I don't think he's going to look good. Um, I don't think that says a lot about Cumshot other than they want to to give him a title shot uh, coming yeah. off of this performance. But it's said enough to me that I've got two parlays. Uh, and, Sean, there is a, uh, a one minus 275 around that uh, if you are not aware of, I will share with you. Uh, Wes, unfortunately, not available for you. Um, but I've got him parlayed for two units with Saeed, 
solid Saeed bet there. And I haven't parlayed for another unit with like Wood and there was something else that I included with that one. Uh, Mukayev. There we go. Chalk it up. Big time chalk. Uh, main event. These cards are built for chalk though. If, yep. if we're being honest, there are certain fighters that they definitely, just like a Brazil card or a UK card, there's guys that they want to win when they have you're get, the You're getting better prices than usual on this one than you usually are, though. I think so. I think so. I think so. Main event. Lightweight division. Uh, the rematch that people kind of wanted, but definitely not now. Uh, mac and cheese. Volkanovski happening again. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the side-by-side uh, of Volkanovski in this one, um, but the one, he looks like he's in really good shape. Uh, and then the other one, he looks like he's got a much better tan. Um, and I'll let you guess which one it is between the previous fight and this fight. But, uh, we know what Sean, he's been doing. <laughs> he's been tanning. Break it down, uh, Resting up that surgically repaired uh, shoulder, arm, I forget what it was. But uh, yeah, I I like doesn't go to decision in this fight, which is kind of a bit surprising when it comes to to these two fighters. But I think Volk's shot is to get him early. And I think he knows that this is 12, 13 days notice. He's got to go in there and tag him and get him out of there. Because if he doesn't, mac and cheese is just going to wear him out. I think if it doesn't end very early for Volk, he is going to fade a lot quicker than than what happened last time. I know Volk won the fifth. Um, I think it's it's going to be a lot tougher to to win the later rounds in this fight with him not really training for the most part. Um, this is a shitty situation. Uh, these are to- two very good fighters. I'd rather a, a full camp for each for for the rematch, but that's not what's going to happen. I think both of these guys want to, I think Volkanovsky is forced to shoot his shot early. And I think Mac and cheese wants to leave people without a doubt. So I think he'll take some more chances than he normally would. Uh, if he's able to survive early, I think Mac and cheese gets him in the middle rounds. Uh, unfortunately, uh, but yeah, one unit doesn't go at minus minus one twenty. Under two and a half or under four and a half at bet online open like plus one forty five and I saw it and didn't bet it right away. And then of course three days later it's absolutely hammered down. So uh now I'm taking doesn't go at juice odds. Love it. It happens. It happens. Maybe that's a good sign. You know, the, the reverse CLV or reverse whatever. CLV, yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> That's how you reverse a year. You know, you reverse the CLV and then you climb back <laughs> up the hill. That's, that's how you do it. That's proven. Um, charts and stuff. Wes, break down. Yeah, yeah. The the shitty part of, about this is what Sean mentioned that, you know, these, know, the, these dudes are kind of like, they're in a box sometimes. They don't, they don't have like the say that they should have. And there's no way that Volk should be fighting this guy on, on two weeks notice. There, it shouldn't, he should not be doing that. He, he knows he's got to be the quote unquote kind of company dude. And I'm going to fight and take these fights when they want me to and shit. I'm sure. He's getting paid nicely for it, but um, this is a horrible situation. Like Brad just mentioned, like this guy's been on the beach and shit, man. Like there, there is no way he should be like, 
I, I'm with I'm with Sean here. Like if Vogue doesn't tag him early, uh, he's gonna probably get worked over here, and he's gonna he's gonna fade this time. Um, I like I like Mac and Cheese in the fight. I hate to say it. Um, if this was the normal circumstance and Volk was prepared for this fight coming in and I was getting plus 225 on Volk, I would be betting him in this spot uh, after watching that last fight. Um, I think you absolutely can't now. Like a two-week notice, I, like Mike and Cheese is fucking good. Like he's boring as shit at times. That guy's very, very good. Um, I, I think he uh, finishes Volk in the later rounds as well. Uh, fourth, fifth, somewhere around there. Um, so I do like uh, do like Mike and Cheese here. I kind of like fight inside the distance, but I don't know that that could get kind of shaky because Voke is a a tough fucking dude. I, I know Sean mentioned that um, Mike and Cheese wants to leave no doubt in this one. I, I I agree with that. I just man, Voke is really really tough to get out of there. So I'm probably going to end up parlaying fucking Mike and Cheese with something small. Just because I feel like at that kind of price, I have to. I hate doing it because I I really wanted to bet Volk uh, in the rematch of this fight, but just not under these circumstances. Yeah, same as Wes. Uh, I wanted to bet Volk when this fight or if this fight eventually happened again. Obviously not like this. Um, I'm just looking because... The, the best price right now is plus 185, I think, for Mac by decision. And honestly, I, I hear what you're both saying about Bolt coming in and fading. I don't think that's him. And even if he does get tired, he's still know. good enough at everything that I don't think Mac and Cheese is going to finish him. I mean, we saw how the first fight went as far as skills go. And it's basically Mac and Cheese is bigger and a better wrestler. And that's what's going to win him this fight as well. I don't see it leading to to dominant positions and dangerous situations for Volk. Uh, I just think it's going to be kind of a shitty, maybe 49-46, 50-45 type of decision where one round they chill on the feet and, and trade stuff. And the rest of the time, Mac and Cheese gets takedowns. Um, Earlier in the week, it was like plus 205 for Mac by decision. Uh, I took some of that, uh, a unit, and I hate myself for it, but I just think that's how this fight is going to go. Um, kind of not the best way to end the card, but uh, it is how we are ending the card. Do, do we want to add anything? Do we want to raise the mood? perhaps by uh, talking about anything that's going to happen next week. I mean, there's no fight card next week, uh, but there is the hog. There is no, there's, there's a fight though. (laughs) There is a fight happening next week. I don't, I haven't looked up that card though. Is that, is that card actually any good? Like I haven't looked up the actual fight card. Like usually they put some like decent, like decent names underneath it, like actual boxers and shit. I'm looking forward to that fight. I can't no. wait to watch it. And it's going to be like right in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, it out of the way. There's some fight for the British heavyweight title. Uh, Joe Parker's fighting Carlos Takam. 
Oh yeah, um, we so got some no, we got some bum heavies going on. It's gonna be a fun conversation. It's all heavyweights pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna be fun it's, as hell. It's sloppy. It's we'll we'll take some slop. I mean uh, I will just, I will be sloppy while we are watching. Well, we're gonna do day drinking. Fights. We're gonna have bets on these shitty fucking fights and, and then we're gonna hit the craps table. Let's go. Yeah. It's how the day is gonna go. Lance's um, land art Lance has been on like is Lance going to show up? He's been on. That is I, a good I don't question. know. Is he showing up in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> he's been on like a pretty bad craps run for like a while now. So, so what you're saying is he's due. He's due. Absolutely. We got to like be in that presence. I think. I think he's got to be finally due. We got all the boys together. Like, going to turn it around. It's we turned around Sean's betting last week. <laughs> One week. We're gonna turn around Lance's craps this week or next week and uh just continue the trend through the rest of the year. It's gonna be tremendous. But uh I'm very much looking forward to seeing you gentlemen in what, seven days? Eight days? Something like that. It's, it's gonna be tremendous. Until then, we've got an afternoon pay-per-view. Gotta like that. And we'll see you in a few weeks, folks.